Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 210, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, which of course means that it is National Scrapple Day, Mm. uh, National Louisiana Day. Mm. Let's just leave it at that. Those are two huge days for everyone across this great nation. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. So bye-bye, Democratic divide. Brought progressives to the table, but the moderates lied. And good old Dems were so quick to comply. Say, and look how we can help all of you. Don't you think we're better than you? That is courtesy of the Quarantine Kids. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. A swastika. Oh, yeah, this song was about a swastika. Yes, we were dancing. And fascists were advancing a swastika. Oh, you think <laughs> this song was about a swastika? Cracked article is still up. Read and be said you ever like this song. Cause hey. it's a Nazi song. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so that's Jill <laughs> of all trades on yeah. the Discord. Point Shout out, out little, to Adam Todd Brown. A lot of past little past work there on the on the cracked website. Yeah, man. That was Adam Todd Brown did some deep diving into the background of Ace of Base. Found out that uh, Base of Aces was a Nazi term about their like uh, U-boat base and that they had a lot of Nazi sympathies. And a lot of people think the sign that they saw was was that old swap. <laughs> And I mean, what a, I mean, they couldn't have struck gold though better though. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? Just gotta give dun, it to dun, them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, just so, so positive. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by an extremely talented comedian, singer, and actress who you've seen on At Midnight, Conan, Girl Code. Adam ruins everything. She's starred in the movies Fifty Shades of Black and Bad Santa 2. You can see her in November in Massachusetts, Brooklyn, 29 Palms, California, and in January in Idaho. Please welcome the original Jay-Z, the hilarious <laughs> and talented Jenny Zagrino! Welcome. Hi. What's up? Oh, you know, just um, watching the slow collapse of uh, everything I've ever known. Yeah. And, <laughs> hey. uh, you know, existential dread and all that stuff. Yeah. Hey, and right. was taping a special in a week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> how's that nice. How's that motivating you for the special? Is that, are you having to compartmentalize as part of you? Like, well, here we go. Make it part of the, the feeling. It's like, it's just got to get done. And then also, too, I've run into a couple snags as far as, like, content. Mm. I'm just like, fuck. I have mm. a week to fix this. Got right. it, got it, got it. You need to get but, the rights to the entire Beatles catalog because yeah, you lip sync. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I hear it. I thought it was different. Paul McCartney's a tough negotiator. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> Do you guys know what Scrapple is? Is that something? Yeah, that... Scrapple is like a, it's famous um, in Indiana, I think. Oh, Indiana. Indiana? Huh. Okay. It's one of the Midwest states and it's yeah. like, almost like a hash. Yeah. It's like okay. pork scraps and yeah. flour, and it's like a it's like a like a meat cake. Yeah, right. Almost. It's it's uh yeah. My my uncle was really into Scrapple. He's from Philly, and like he claimed it was a Philly thing. So I didn't know if it was like Maybe. a known thing outside of uh, the Philadelphia area. But it it's just basically like bad breakfast meat. 
It's like, what if bologna was a breakfast meat? <laughs> it's a... Uh... They strongly associate Scrapple with the area surrounding Philly, Baltimore, D.C., Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Eastern Virginia, and the Delmarva Peninsula. I guess oh. I'm wrong about the Midwest. It just feels like a Midwest thing. It does, right? The Midwest <laughs> is just Midwest. gonna is just now finding out about Scrapple. Uh, also, I just found podcast. out about the Delmarva Peninsula. <laughs> Oh, bro, you got to go. the Delmarva Peninsula? Oh, uh, it's, it's a landfill. Sweet. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's just, uh, it's part of, uh, I don't know, vast, the vast majority of the state of Delaware and parts of the eastern shore regions of Maryland and Virginia make up Del that like. Delmarva. Yeah. You've seen it. If you saw it on a map, you'd be like, oh, that thing. Yeah. The tail yeah. on Delaware. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what Delaware looks like. I love when a word mashup makes sense. You know, like down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass when I found out that's what Dumbo meant. I was like, yes, you guys nailed it. Cool. Well, Jenny, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about, of course, the tragedy that happened at the Astroworld concert over the weekend where eight people died. We're going to talk about another terrible thing that happened in Texas. Not not that terrible, but uh, QAnon folks are still hanging out in Dallas, getting weird, making that state even weirder. We're going to talk about Jenna. I'm too white for prison. Ellis. And also just, Texas, actually. So, yeah. Is this just, all Texas related except for yeah. Astroworld? That's Jersey, right? <laughs> Astroworld, no, was Astroworld was in Houston. Yeah. Wait, what's what's the isn't there an Astroworld in Jersey that's like a, an old theme park? Oh, that is I don't know. I I know there's like adventure some adventure well, that's park. What I was thinking because I remember You're thinking about oh, yeah. Six Flags Astro World. Oh wait, but that's also in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like adventure like Some are being like, wait, eight people died like on a roller coaster. What are we talking about? Oh no, yeah. And then I was like, was oh, a, it was a concert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. thought it was in Jersey. This still feels like a Jersey thing to happen. Sure. Oh yeah, it was Action Park, right? Action Park. Action that's Park. That was the, it. The joke was like class action park. Yeah, yes. yeah, there it is. Right. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, people are dead there. Right. Very awful. Uh, so we'll talk about that on this fun comedy podcast. Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about AMC Theater Popcorn. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, anti-vaxxer Sesame Street feud uh, that we've all been waiting for mm. with a growing sense of dread. All of that, plenty more. But first, Jenny, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Um. <laughs> King size pillows. King size pillows. King size pillows. Just Go looking on. for some different pillows, you know. Okay. I've been. This is the thing is I've since I've in the last few months have been very, I guess, domestic, mm. and like looking to revamp things. Yeah. So I'm looking for pillows. I'm looking for sheets. I'm looking for comforters. Damn. Do you, yeah, you didn't I'm have nesting. any of those things before this past month? You gotta get. But you know what? <laughs> if you have like a king size pillowcase yeah. with a queen pillow that's fucked up okay yeah. Yeah. no one will respect you just I'm a 34 year old woman just right. makes for a good uh weapon in a pillow fight but otherwise not good you could suffocate all that extra fabric it gets yeah. stuck in your mouth and then you yeah. die <laughs> i do yeah i do have a tendency to chew my pillow yeah, <laughs> just start or, you, you ever know. um looked at a pillow okay this is for a lot of, i had a boyfriend it's men i'm gonna say men yeah his pillow, like, I remember changing the sheets one time. The pillow, I didn't understand how it had become, the whole thing was brown. Yeah. All of it. Hmm. Like, 
Have you ever looked at your pillows? Like out of the pillowcase? It's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I remember growing up because like I feel like my first pillows as like a kid were like probably like my dad's from when he was in college or something. So like, you know, like pillows, I just feel like weren't a thing I bought in my my family. Like we had like a set number of pillows from the past generations that we had accumulated. And all the time I'd be like, when you take them off, I'd just be like, I'm like, mom, don't we have to wash these? She's like, they're put the case on and we'll just deal with it just don't time. ever look at it again yeah. i just remember being like it was gross it felt greasy i was like what yeah. is going on with this pillow it's uh yeah my uh pillows look like a, a fucking murder scene it's pretty yeah, bad it's like yeah. how did I blood get on there i don't know i don't know how it happens but there's like orange rusty like yeah. shit coming out of my head at night and i like what are you doing that? at night do you like yeah. sleep fuck your pillow like, I do, but like that still, you would use think a condom. That so. I do use a condom. Yeah. <laughs> so it shouldn't. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really hard to understand. But yeah, I, I don't know. I guess you just have to wash. I think all that to say is you got to really make sure you wash any parts that can be washed. Rather than <laughs> yeah. be like, there's a case on it. There's a, there's a thin fabric over it that will protect the rest of it. That would be a good, like, somebody needs to do just a scientific mysteries of everyday life. And, like, what is leaking out of your head at night, guys, would be a good, yeah. would be a good episode. But, but it passes through the case unscathed. It's fine with the case. Right. Yeah. I think, and then it's just yeah. a nightmare. I think I drool. I think that that might be part of it, you know, and I usually have like a candy bar in my mouth while I'm going to sleep. So that <laughs> yeah. probably has something, you know. That's where I hide my candies in my pillowcase <laughs> and yeah, I forget you know. it. <laughs> <laughs> or secretly you just suck it through the pillowcase so no one knows. Ew. No one's wise to it. There are all these jolly ranchers just stuck to the inside <laughs> of my pillowcase. Oh, man. I think I had like melted Jolly Ranchers all over my bedroom when I was a kid because I would hide Ugh. them in the yeah. Wait, what do you mean you'd hide like, 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 like the like the feds were coming and you're like, yo, you gotta fucking stash these or I think you would so, like yeah. lick them and then like forget them. Maybe lick them and forget them. I just remember finding a bunch of baseball cards that were fused together by like a melted Jolly Rancher, like that was <laughs> just in the back of like my bookshelf. Again, don't have any recollection, but I that kind of defines my life. I remember a grand total of probably like two hours of my life mm, and everything up. else is just a, a black hole. So, And Simpsons references that you keep mistaking for your <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. What is, Jenny, something you think is overrated? I think that the concept of cancel culture is overrated. The concept of cancel culture. I think, I don't think people really get canceled. I think... Unless I will say this, if you're a woman, you probably have a higher chance of being canceled right? versus a man. Right. And comedians, especially, who are like, cancel culture, they, they're doing so good. Right. They've never made more money in their entire life. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it's the literally you get a legion happened. of fans who like you just because you said a dumb thing and got in trouble. Right. Or yeah. just being like, yeah, man, this guy, like, He's got a funny way of uh, helping me rationalize my racist worldview. I yeah. like this. I like this. <laughs> this is good. This is a clever way of convincing myself I'm not a piece of shit completely outside the norms of a, of a healthy society. Yeah. And it is something like within the comedian community, because I was talking to some comics about this, where we like 
justify bad behavior. Like there's a comic who says some racist shit and everyone's like, but it's like, you know, he, it's like he said it, but it's like he wasn't even there, you know, like it's like he became another person. And it's like, no, he said the racist things. They came out of his mouth. They were his words. Stop. (laughs) Stop making an excuse. He's been right. workshopping that joke for the last five months. Yeah. If you look, you're like, this was like some suddenly demon be, like improv. A, a racist spirit didn't enter his body all right, of a right. sudden. That is an you interesting know, one, too. That wasn't it. That's not, I don't know what happened there. I don't know. You know, it must have just been all the ambient he's been on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. I mean, I didn't realize he'd pinned that tweet for three months, but huh. he didn't. He didn't do that. There was. <laughs> That was the divorce he was going through. Like, whatever. I'm just yeah. like, can we stop making excuses for these shitty people? And then also, too, they're going to be fine. They're going to survive. Like, it's not, no one's canceling you. You're like, you said a dumb thing and people are mad about it. Yeah. Right. Like, and, yeah. Because, yeah, there is the version of people saying, I'm a victim of cancel culture. And the reality was they've never made more money since. Oh, or yeah. the other time, too, where I think, you know, just, hoping and praying that if enough people understand that like certain you know we've moved forward progressed forward past like doing material that's like offensive to like huge numbers of people where was i going with this sorry i took a lot of mushrooms this weekend (laughs) Um, with those sexy cops that i referenced last week right (laughs) (laughs) dude they were they were really gentle though and no so all that to say is like you know for even even when you these transgressions are committed that Give me one second. <laughs> Keep this all in there. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was Leave a it. long, it was a long weekend. Long, strange oh, trip. That at a certain level, right? If you're access to resources and you're actually a revenue generating figure, you're not going to get like, there's no way they can put down something that makes money in terms of like, sure, on a consumer level, people might say, I don't like this. But at the higher level where the people who would actually be able to quote unquote cancel someone, which would be like venue owners, bookers, publicists. Since money can still be made, it's like, well, let's we'll just let's move to another part of the Internet where people kind of fuck with this. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It does seem to be it's often a business decision on the men's part. The most like lucrative stand up comedian, I think, of the past 25 years is Tim Allen. You know, that's like people people recognize that some Tim Allen shit will resonate Meanwhile, I just looked up because I was thinking of examples of women who've been canceled for bullshit. And, you know, Kathy Griffin for the beheading of Donald Trump, like photo joke. Mm -hmm. She like had a bunch of shows canceled. But even like back to like Janet Jackson for having Justin Timberlake like open her shirt like that negatively impacted her career. Britney Spears, as the like framing Britney Spears documentary pointed out, like because she was struggling with mental health issues, people were just it's like not even a competition. It's like women's careers get canceled for like showing vulnerability (laughs) and then men men's like get to pretend like they've been canceled for like, you know being racist and then they actually make more money yep yeah interesting how that machine works it's a cool system yeah that (laughs) we're all very oh and then also you can also get canceled for refusing to have sex with harvey weinstein that's another way that people's careers have been actually canceled right i think that's maybe where people would be like well there's a difference you know like there's like cancellation and then just having your career like smothered out or going the wrong way like i feel like 
the, yeah. the word is charged in different ways where, you know, I think because cancellation, even like woke too, or using like just like on CNN, someone asked, I think Senator Warner, like, are Democrats too woke? And mm-hmm. you're like, these are just <laughs> these thought killing cliches to not advance a r- actual conversation forward in any way. It's just yeah. like, oh, woke or canceled. And it's rather than saying if it's canceling, saying, is there a discussion about can people evolve? Is there a path right. for people to evolve? Because that yeah. just sort of seems the road ends there. I hope you're a fully formed person by eight years old because everything you say and do from this point is going <laughs> right. to have ramifications into your life. Yeah. Like, and then we're all like, we're all yeah. like fucking be like, phew, thank God I, I was in high school when there weren't camera phones or things right. like oh, that. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's interesting how people very quickly forget that you have to grow. And even with woke, it's rather just saying like compassionate, wanting better, but yeah. use that word. You get it. Move on. Nothing to talk yeah. about. Agreed. And also too, just a side note, I think a lot of people think with with like the Weinstein thing is that, well, you chose to be in entertainment. This is right. part <laughs> of it. Right. And so it justifies it. Yeah. But they don't think of the same way as like, well, you're a you are a comedian and you said something that angered a lot of people. Like, why shouldn't you also have the same consequences of, you know, as you put on these women? You know, it's like, well, right. it's, you chose to do entertainment. So, right. There you go. Right. Oh, yeah. That same, like, yeah, that thought process. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, just, overrated. Yeah. A wild double standard. And Christmas is canceled. I hope it's fucking canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a big Christmas fan? Actually, I love Christmas. I'm a Jew, <laughs> but I listen to Christmas music because it makes me feel good. Yeah. Oh, I heard some Christmas music bumping out of a car this weekend. I was like, oh, right, hell yeah. Here we are. <laughs> It's hitting. Who do you like? Yeah. Who do you like to listen to? What's your Christmas jams? I like the old standards. Yeah, just okay. like you know, like Andy Williams. Who? What? Andy Williams. <laughs> it's the most wonderful. No, 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 that's that too guy? early. I'm talking like Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. Nat King Cole. Oh, you go yeah. further back. Further, further back. back. I like, like it's the- a Wonderful Life level. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Oh, yeah, because I feel like when you put that stuff on and, like, a fireplace could be going, like, I think it's, like, 1940. Oh, I love right. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when the war was happening. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the good, good times. times. And my mom's family was <laughs> fleeing from Tokyo to Niigata from all the fire bombings. It was a yeah, wonderful I remember time. the <laughs> yeah. Jenny, what is something you think is underrated? Massages. People don't get enough of them. Yeah? Yeah. There are, there are men, and I've dated them. Who have been like, I've never gotten a massage. I'm like, what? how how do you exist? How does your how do your limbs move? How do you <laughs> just function? <laughs> like right. you've never been touched. Just wow. rubbed like, down. I don't understand. What, what's the what's the explanation if you say, Well, why? Some dudes are like, I just don't like being touched, which I'm like, that's crazy to me. Who oh. doesn't love being touched? Yeah. Or they're just like, Oh, I just never thought about it. Uh-huh. Like, I took my friend to get their first massage ever. Yeah. And he was just like, that was amazing. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And no sexuality happened. And it probably was better than sex because it is better than sex. Right. There is something about like, yeah, because, you know, you can have good sex and be like, all right, I feel lighter. But sometimes with a massage, you're like, things that were fundamentally wrong in my body, I think might be changing for the better, (laughs) like in a muscular sense. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how many of those guys who are like, I'm never getting a massage are like that episode of Seinfeld when George got massaged by a man and he was like, yep. it moved when right. the guy was touching me. 
you know what that means, Jerry. And you're like, holy shit, really? What are we doing? Right oh, 90s. What a good time. <laughs> yeah. I think we're severely undertouched as a as a society. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's like I'm a man. I have horrible knots in my shoulders. Like, that's, that's how <laughs> the a last thing I want is someone to, to address that therapeutically. <laughs> right. right. I can't turn my neck. Yeah. And that's fine, because I look straight ahead, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fucking straight shooter. <laughs> it's like Tim Burton's Batman suit. I don't need to turn my head. That's right. <laughs> it's, all from, it's all from the hips, baby. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love... I'm, I haven't had a massage in a minute, but I've... I yearn for... Like, I'm like one of those people, too, who I like to get my body just ripped to shreds because like oh, yeah. I'm, no. it, that feels like the most you feel like the most relief if your knots are like really worked out. And a lot of the times, like if it's too light, sometimes I'm like, you know, just a, just a little bit more force. And they're like, mm. are you sure? And I always will say things like, I need to hurt after this. That feels like capitalism to me. Yeah. That sounds like capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if I don't fix something, I haven't earned this. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. I sneezed this morning and my head was turned the wrong way and I almost like threw my back out. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think it might be time for a massage. I thought you were for... going to say you sneeze during a massage. Just the funniest <laughs> visual with your face and one of those donuts. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, can't cover your mouth and you're like, yeah. man, you sneeze all over the floor. I'm a violent and repetitive sneezer. So it's, yeah. Are you a be... sunlight sneezer where you have to look into a I'm light? I'm not, no, but my son is and my dad is. Those so. people are wild. Yeah. I use it like, well, I can do it if like I have a sneeze just right on the edge. And just to get me from 99 to 100%, I can get a little bit of UV yeah. sneeze, uh, you know, inspiration. People who have that think everybody has it, in my experience. <laughs> like, you know how like when you like need to sneeze, you just look at the sun and then you can start to sneeze. Not true. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know, that's the thing we've talked about where people aren't very aware that others might be experiencing life yeah. in a different way than them. <laughs> I am, of course, talking only about my dad. I'm like, people are like weird because they think that everyone's a photosensitive sneezer and they don't hug you enough. He's like, all right, my, all, right all my kids line up and look at the sun. The ones who don't sneeze aren't my kids. Go. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And there was a horrible tragedy over the weekend at Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival during a Travis Scott performance, which are kind of known for the crowd just going off. I've seen many a video that made it look just out of control in a very fun way. And yeah, but this is just the kind of timeline on this, like makes no sense, is really horrifying. You hear about this shit a lot just in like soccer and like in other countries, just anytime there's like a big, a big crowd gathered and it's very like counterintuitive the way it works. So like you don't, it's not like one violent like rush where people are like trampled underneath people's feet. It's a thing. It happens slowly and like people too behind you don't realize that they're crushing you. It's, it's really awful. I mean, Yeah. yeah, you look at what happened, eight people passed away with hundreds of injured you know the teenagers who were among the people that lost their lives and 
you know, I, from uh, from the way people describe it, like the real trouble started, you know, like in the earlier in the day, like a bunch of people rushed the VIP entrance and like they just security just couldn't handle it. And like, you know, people were like, that's not a huge that's not nothing new. You know, people are always going to rush Fed Gates at, at festivals because that's yeah. the time honored tradition of being a young, broke kid and, the, and getting that thrill in. But then as like the show, the festival went on and Travis was about to go on, there was like a 30 minute countdown graphic that came on the screen. And that's when people started to move closer to the front of the stage. And it wasn't quite like getting to the terrible point at that point, but that was sort of what began this like movement towards the stage. And then about 35 minutes into him performing, the crush became so much that there were people that were passed out. They were trying to figure out if some had actually had succumbed to their injuries and authorities had categorized it as a mass casualty event. And there were moments where you could see Travis would like in between songs might say, hey, can you help this person or people? You could hear the crowd saying stop the show. But with the size of the crowd and the music and things like that, just nothing apparently was happening. And the concert went on until 1015. And at that point, you know, yeah. the worst of it had happened. People were trampled. People had, you know, died from a number of different causes, pr probably from this rush of people. But now I think a lot of the focus is really turning on like what happened and how could that happen? Because I think at most I've, I've been to shows, a lot of people have been to shows where there's huge crowds and you will hear sometimes, hey, like kind of take a couple steps back. Like we want to make sure it's safe for things like that. Or like you're saying, like in England with the Hillsborough disaster where 96 people died, that completely changed even how football matches were even, you know, being secured or how they even thought of crowd movements and things like that. And now it just seems like a lot of finger pointing, not knowing who to quite blame. There's already two mm -hmm. lawsuits being filed against like Live Nation, Travis Scott. I think one even names Drake because when he came on, like a lot of people moved forward, too. So I'm not sure what the benefit of those lawsuits are more than like really understanding like where things went wrong, because most of the you know, a show like that with that many people, there's typically contingency plans in place to keep people safe. And I think that's where a lot of the you know the question marks around were there enough security people how prepared were was the production to actually stop the show if things got bad enough and who knew what when because at this point you know there's just a lot of like i didn't realize it was that bad kind of stuff coming out of people like travis scott i mean the fact that they said the words mass casualty event at 9 38 and the show didn't end until 10 15 like like, just turn That's the crazy. fucking lights on. Like, go yeah. up on stage and talk to Travis Scott and be like, hey, what? And, you know, there's a lot. There's video clips of people climbing, like, the, the camera towers to plead with the camera operators to talk to someone and say, like, there are people who are severely injured. Right. Or, you know, mm -hmm. there was, there were ambulances that were trying to make their way to, through the crowd. But these these concert goers are so turned up, they, like, hopped on the ambulance and kept it from getting to the people that were in need. And, you know, at this point, you know, Travis Scott, I think a lot of people have seen he posted like an apology video that many were like, this feels so like your publicist, your crisis PR team just like told you to read this. It felt I don't know, whatever. He's probably in shock, too. But he's yeah. like, at the very least, he's like, well, we'll refund everyone's tickets. He says he's going to be paying for any related costs for funerals for these eight people and also like offering mental health support for any of like the festival attendees for, you know, having to endure such a like horrible event. But I think, you know, I think the thing that's very clear is there weren't enough people doing the right thing in terms of how the event was produced yeah. to prevent this.
I heard yeah. that, the, that the security was really low as well. So there just like wasn't enough people yeah. to just even like pull people out of the crowd if they had to. Yeah. And I saw something about, did they have this, this center, like the split down the middle? It looked like they had it set up like, you know, to have like those channels for security to like move through the crowd, like yeah. those pens that they set up. Is that is that something that's usually done for safety or like to avoid? Well, yeah, because like then that? they can the the security can monitor better, right? And you have more exit access points. Yeah, right. and you can let people into those areas too to like relieve the flow of people, just to kind of you know it's all fluid dynamics of like where people are moving and where the pressure is because it's it's really underestimated how powerful these kind of crowd movements are. Like it can bend, like steel can be bent from yeah. just people moving like this in one one massive you know body but yeah i i i the a lot of like just reading like the accounts of the people were there it's just like so many people were there to go have fun and just due to the negligence of and lack of i think proper protocols it ends like this and it was wild i read an article in like the houston chronicle where there were two Veteran, like they, as they described it in the article, two veteran concert concert promoters and producers who do a lot of big shows in Texas. They said they had some ideas about what may have gone wrong, but they did not want to speak on the record out of fear of retribution from Live Nation because they're the oh, largest wow. producer of live events. Jesus. So it was weird that they even put that in the article, but I think that's something that also needs to be really addressed too. Where even that this this thing is so big too that there are people who be like. They might not do everything the best way or there's things that could have been done better. They didn't even want to give that analysis to be like, that could fuck my whole career up. So, yeah, stakes are very high. Yeah. Ultimately, I feel like a lot of the attention is being paid to the artists and like really it comes down to the producers and the company that's in in control of planning the fucking thing. Yeah, I think suing the artists isn't really going to do anything. No. It should be Live Nation and... Yeah, because I mean, yeah. unless they can prove some negligence where Travis Scott has an earpiece and they're saying, hey, you got to stop right. or whatever. Yeah. And he's ignored, yeah, yeah. takes his earpiece sure. out and he's ignoring it. Yeah, then that's one course. thing. But even then, you'd hope that there are people like he's not the be all end all with who decides what's happening when he doesn't have all of the facts. Like you think yeah. there's someone right at the highest level to say, nope, cut the cut the fucking monitors, cut the speakers, put the security brief, like put the security notices on all the screens put all the security announcements through the audio. There's no more music, but I think just right now, just a lot of people trying to, you know, just move through this tragedy. So I'm sure it's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. Well, while we're down here in Texas, let's Mm -hmm. uh, check in with the folks from QAnon because we we did talk ahead of uh, JFK Jr.'s appearance in Dealey Plaza, the site of his father's assassination, where he became president and then stepped down in order to restore Trump as the one true God. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't Wait, think that happened. That? I don't no. think so. Like I, I don't. I like googled it right before we started recording, and there wasn't anything about it. And That's I feel like I'm that here. would have made news. <laughs> That's um, why I'm in Texas. <laughs> JFK back yet? Yeah. Uh, no. But so apparently, a lot of a lot of the Q folks have remained in Dallas. They've been returning to Dealey. Yep. To stand in Q formation is that an actual thing? Like a guy, this dude like Michael Protzman, he's like one of the people who was the main sort of QAnon influencers who got people, you know, real excited about this idea of him coming back. He had them like when, 
you know, I think the run of show was sort of like, yeah, JFK Jr. Tuesday night. And then when that didn't happen, it's like, all right, let's do some other fun stuff real quick since I got you guys here. How about we get in the queue for, why don't you guys stand in the queue? Maybe that'll work. No? Stand in a queue. Interesting. It's like um, it's like when uh, you know, you get that like free vacation, but then you have to sit for like four hours as they try to like yeah. sell you a timeshare. Timeshare. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I guess all we're here excited to see uh, JFK Jr. But what well, before we get to that, <laughs> a timeshare. <laughs> Who here? Uh, who's here about to be retired? Great, great. Okay, a lot of you great because we can talk. There's a. I, I'm just telling you the flexibility that's offered oh, by buying man. into here. I sat through one of those, by the way, for a free jet ski rental and free tequila. So that's Did it all work? It took for Did me. it work out for you? I have a timeshare that's actually been really great. And I need some investors <laughs> if you guys are interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, but I just like sat. It, it was one of the more obnoxious four hours of my life. God, for just tequila and a jet ski? Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, that hundred well, bucks, you could, that's your life you just yeah. gave away. It was right. bad planning. I did. For like $60. <laughs> That's on yeah. me. That's on me. Um, but yeah, like another thing like people were kind of documenting what they were doing in Dallas over the week. At another point, there was this video where people lined up to talk to a guy with like a fucking parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. And like they were single file and a guy kept telling him to look at this thing and they turn around and like apparently there was something to do with like they saw a triangle in something like from a building near where oswald may have been so they're like <sighs> oh see that's the illuminati because oh, you know they God. put pyramids wherever they kill people and like so that was i guess an activity sorry and I then just fell asleep what were you saying i know it's an activity to <laughs> well, see where people fuck. died hold on hold on because if oh, you wait, don't that's like actually, that actually that's every historic tour i've ever been on <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it is interesting i've well, actually done the daily plaza tour so <laughs> good the weirdo was there a guy with really, no, about it's, the Illuminati? It's interesting because like there, there's the like JFK Jr. was or JFK was assassinated here museum. But then there's just like all these conspiracy, like there's literally like a shack down there where the, that has like all these conspiracy theory. Oh, like the document museum in Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like Very a porta potty with some pictures. Like it's right. a museum. OK, <laughs> get in here. But the thing is. Despite the sad shit going on with, you know, JFK fucking not showing up and zombie form to restore Trump to power, this guy Protzman, he's like, I've got I've got some real news for you, man. The thing was, he kind of got cold feet because oh, he's dead. There, well, let me tell you why, because <laughs> we were at the Rolling Stones concert. And guess oh. who was fucking at the Rolling Stones concert in fucking Dallas? I'm going to play a clip of these people talking they got a fucking hotel like conference room at the hotel they're staying at just to kind of like talk like yell into a microphone and applaud each other about nonsense just listen to this because if <laughs> just listen to this okay i'm a little worried that i'm gonna listen to this and be totally converted to the q thing because everything you've mentioned sounds very convincing and rigorous uh, I mean, I look. found out a, a new conspiracy theory I really like about how um the sun's not real. Really? Oh. It's just a bunch of reflectors and LED lights. Go on. <laughs> like, you had me that's at it. the that's sun. That's the sun. It's not real. It's yeah. in the middle of the night. They took the sun away and they replaced it. Yeah, they did. With LEDs. Um. So these are two clips. Unfortunately, you can't get the one continuous clip because... He gets like he gets cut off mid sentence, but we'll continue in the next clip because he's talking about, you know, the people who went to the Rolling Stones concert. They saw a few people who you thought were dead, and they were fucking there. Smile and went like this. 
This woman just said Prince was on drums. So Michael Jackson was Mick Jagger. Michael Jackson was Mick Jagger. Keith Richards was John John. John Kennedy. JFK Jr. JFK Jr. 114. Trump card 114. Elvis was playing. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. That's what I said. It was getting good. I will continue. This is Elvis. A boomer fantasy. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Elvis oh. was what? Keyboard. Elvis yeah. on keyboard. Okay. People were going, yes. Famous keyboard player. Elvis. Piano. Prince was playing drums. Okay. You already said that. And Heels Up Harris being played by Aaliyah was the backup singer that walked right down the runway all the way to the front. It was featured in the show, in the song. Evil, it's only a shot away. It's only a shot away because it's, ITS is 48. Okay, so he starts doing his numerology to prove that these it's Rolling Stones. is because of the use of it's, the very strange word. If you yes. think about those lyrics, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would he use that very points. strange word, it's? Same as whatever. Yeah. So Aaliyah was backup singing. Prince on fucking drums. Elvis on keys. Was it JFK as <laughs> Keith Richards and Michael Jackson as Mick Jagger? Uh-huh. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. Too much. Every it's aspect of this much. seems like I don't know if I just have psychedelics on the brain because you're you you're near me because I'm near you and <laughs> I, I've been <laughs> breathing your uh, exhalations. No, because it. But they like w- your description of like them pointing at evidence of the Illuminati. Like really felt like people who are like tripping and and then this just he just seems. I mean, he seems like he's blacked out like just out on his feet like hammered oh but, he oh, yeah. he was it there was a time where he like said and the woman i'm sleeping with he gestured to like someone he's sharing a hotel room with and like made this weird joke and everyone's like, but like people were like <laughs> the audience was very strange and you know along with all this stuff there was someone like on their you know telegram channel asking a question like are we putting too much faith into this guy like he just <laughs> said JFK was going to show up like all this wild shit that could never happen didn't happen. And now more of you are going along to remain in Dallas because you think there's a chance that he could reappear. And this person was like chased out of the group and being called like a non-believer. So, you know, we already the cult aspect of this is pretty established. It's more like when you hear this stuff, I'm like, I just don't know what the end game is and where it goes, because not to say that this is the most mainstream Q stuff. But it is definitely part of that ecosystem. Like, yeah. where are they headed? And is it just going to create a lot of people who are seeing all kinds of skewed meaning of, you know, what they're experiencing in their day to day and like beginning to like act out in real life? And that's where I get real uneasy of seeing like where this stuff goes. I think I mean, I think so. I think it's just it's a mix of like people being confused about what's going on, mm-hmm. bored mm-hmm. and right. just like have very little meaning and that's i mean kind of what capitalism does is it kind of you know gets rid of the meaning of your life when your life is just like work and money right and then suddenly you're a super spy right <laughs> like you're yeah. you're fucking james bond over here right 
They're all the guy, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill Bill Pullman's character, or Bill Paxton's character from uh, True Lies. That's oh, right. who they all are. <laughs> the- I got a little dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic. But you're just- gonna shoot me. His um his delivery, like when he was saying like the prints on keyboard, he was like staring into the camera because I think he knew that this was gonna like hit the media. But he, I don't know, it's very How many people haunting. were at that concert. You could just be like, no, that didn't happen. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm sorry. Just even show me how this person was Prince on. Just I'm curious to know. Yeah. What the again? How they sustain this sort of logic of yeah. That, Where that the fuck was Little is. Richard? Okay. Where was Little yeah, Richard? Right. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Also well, down you in know. Texas, while we're uh, talking about it, we, we do just have to check in with Jenna Ellis, who took a P-Jet to the January 6th insurrection. She she tweeted the that hot fire. Sorry, I'm not going to jail. My skin is white. I did nothing wrong. Sorry, that's not how it works. Sorry, uh, I have a good job. Blonde hair. Yeah, blonde hair. Not happening. I have a future ahead of me. Never going to happen. So she, I think, was probably surprised that she got the uh, absurdly light sentence of 60 days in prison, even though it should have been much more than that. I'm sure that was a bit of a rude awakening to her. But she is now making the rounds, just being like, this, this ain't shit. I'll do this shit on my head. I'm ready yeah. for jail. And also I'm a victim. First stop when you say she's doing a press tour, it has to be Newsmax. Yeah. You got to go on Newsmax the where they'll yeah. have you on to say just whatever you want. And she was met with such sympathy and kindness on Newsmax when she was just talking about her ordeal and what she's going to have to go through just because she broke like some laws. You know something? And you're going to have to forgive me. I see that that is in response. And you're saying, sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, and a great job. Right. Yeah, you have been, um, you're, you're a victim here. You really are. I'm a big time victim. Like, I've gone through hell. Like, they've gone through my phone. Um, text messages that I sent to my mother on her deathbed were brought up at my sentencing. Um, I was treated like a terrorist at the airport with eight TSAs. Anyway, so she goes eight on TSAs. eight TSAs. Okay. <laughs> also, I like how they, how they, how he changed the sorry to her being apologetic. Right. Instead of being like, <laughs> yeah, <right>. sorry. <laughs> you feel like I'm you have sorry, to apologize have for this? Skin. Yeah, exactly. God, I mean, that is, that is, <laughs> that is witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> truly, right? Yeah, if you didn't believe in sorcery, y'all, watch this clip where and then they'd be like, and I, I'm so sorry. You are you are a victim here. You know, that's the I only way. I am a victim. Right. <laughs> I'm out oh. here dressed as a pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. She's dressed dressed as, a as a sexy, smoky eyed pilgrim. Smoky eyed like... Aryan Wednesday Adams <laughs> who's trying to overturn an election, y'all. Fuck with my little collar. <laughs> and then again, uh, the naturally. Once you hit Newsmax, there's no other place that will allow you to say anything. So you go to your own TikTok uh, to post a video where you're saying, I don't know, she she posts a TikTok where she is so in love with her reflection, the way she keeps like doing her hair and like doing pouting her lips and stuff. But she's letting everybody know I'm going to prison, but I got plans and it's not going to hold me down. So here's Jenna Ellis oh, on. There are people in prison are going to hold you down, bitch. <laughs> well, she's got thoughts about that, too. I'm going to go to prison in two months and I go for 60 days and I don't know what you do in prison. I guess you do a lot of yoga. You work out, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, read a book, 
write a book. I'm already I already have a book written, so oh. I have. My what is she doing agent. to her face? And <laughs> just checking her That's face. So confused. She got a I'm excited agent. about that. Mm -hmm. I just have to finish a little piece of it because you know we have to sell it, and you know maybe it might be a movie someday of how <laughs> how I got entangled in this political fiasco. All right. Anyway, so oh I'm going to go to federal prison to do some yoga. <laughs> you feel me? Some book reading. And I mean, look, she's not wrong. A federal correctional facility is much different than a state one because you got to break federal laws to end up in a federal prison. So just by virtue of that, yes, maybe not as violent than a state prison, but she's very like she's really trying to like almost frame it like she's selling someone on a timeshare here. She's like, it's yeah. really great. She's going to do treat. yoga. You're going to work out. You're going to work on your book. And I have a literary agent. That When she said that, I was like, you might, but I don't know if that person's an actual literary agent. But, oh, my God. Yeah. There's so many literary agents out there who are yeah. who, who, who works for to Amazon self-publishing. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Why do they all seem so drunk is my first question. And then my second is I, I really want to know about the, the book that she has written because she talked about how she now has a deal to write the book about this story. But she was like, I already have a book written. Like, do you think it's like YA fantasy or like what do what do we think she's working with there? No, it's it's probably a my it's a Trump it's, romance novel. Yeah, mm. a story of strength. Yeah, Jenna Ellis. I mean, she's also doing that thing where like when you take a L, you say I meant to do that, right? Because you can't take a L. So she's been like, Yeah, I want to go to federal prison. You stupid. Because <laughs> you do me. yoga and work out and you sell a fucking book. Fuck y'all. Right. You wish you were in federal prison with me. So, because, you know, she's not going to say, like, I don't know. Because here's the thing, Jenna. I don't know. You know, you know, there's no manager you could speak to in prison when you want more TV time or something. Mm -hmm. Or you maybe mm -hmm. you need to get a few more poses in for your yoga class in the yard. I, I don't think know. I, wanna, I think I want to get a job as a in that prison now. <laughs> Just yeah. Be her hell. <laughs> right. I uh, yeah. Yoga day, Jasmine. Right. I'll be like doing yoga in your five by five cell <laughs> down in. Oh, you need uh, a yoga mat. Here's some old. Uh, here's some old boxes. Some produce came in. Why don't you break those down? <laughs> Get your kundalini on in that. Maybe you can. Uh, you can uh, eat, pray, love while you're doing kitchen time. You dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm curious. You know, like, like we've talked about. Is this a deterrent at all? You know, when especially when you have people going out there with their you know, pouty face and doing their hair on TikTok talking like, this is going to be fine. Like, it's great. It's great. It's great. And I don't know to other people who might think of being, you know, insurrectionist adjacent, if that's enough to make them right. think twice of like this weird fantasy world they're living in where they're yeah. the hero of this fake story. Yeah, it certainly opened up a lane for anybody who wants to like get famous, who like has crippling narcissism to you know, the easiest way is there is just like an entire group of channels that are like willing to make you into a celebrity if you just yeah. go do something wild enough. You know, and this, this is a that cancel culture shit. Yeah. She's going to have a GoFundMe for mm -hmm. her prison fees. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Her commissary is going to be. Yeah, she's, she's no going to make so worry about much that fucking money from, yeah. from garbage piece of shit, you know, whatever. Patriots. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Garbage piece of shit patriots. <laughs> patriots. That's the thing is like, I can't even classify them as a, in like a political party right. almost. It's like they're just 
fucking weird, awful people. Yeah, who have a terrible worldview to gather around. And it's it's weird because it's like the more they realize they're wrong, the more it energizes them to keep going. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like this it's really fucked up. So it's like snake eating its own tail. But it's like the the more they're proven wrong, the more it's like just accelerates. And it's like, what do you like? Right. And I wonder by their logic, it's like if you're like, no, you're right. They're like, OK, fine. Now yeah. I can relax. They're like defiant children. It's, yeah. you know, having temper tantrums. And as when you point out so that they're doing something wrong, that actually like makes them double down and do the wrong thing harder. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some bullshit. And we're back. And real quick, AMC Theater is going to be selling their popcorn on the open market. No. That's no. not a... Thank you. Immediate response. It's not good. Nailed it. It's never you. been good. I'm like, huh? It's good in the sense that it is immediate. Like, if it's going out of the popper directly into your mouth, like all popcorn, like, that's that's the best popcorn can be, is, like, freshly popped. But, like, getting a fucking like bowl of just old stale AMC theater popcorn or even like the kernels. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. What? There's so many other popcorn companies I'd rather eat. Right. Yeah. I, I, this, this is the thing. So they've come out like with a huge press release, probably not because they're Q3 earnings calls in a couple of days. Probably have nothing to do with that. <laughs> but they, there's like, yeah, man, like they're really, Come, this press release is like, we know popcorn and yeah. everyone loves AMC movie popcorn. I'm like, what the fuck? That's like such a weird claim. And also one that I can't even be like, okay, I won't challenge you on that. Like my first response to hearing that was like, I don't know about that, right. but yeah. okay. And so they have these plans. They're going to have, they're opening up brick and mortar. They call uh, AMC theaters perfectly popcorn stores and counters and kiosks that we're going to they're going to have in malls in the like early part of next year. And then so these locations, quote, will feature traditional and gourmet flavored popcorn, candy and other movie theater treats, as well as Coca-Cola freestyle machines and bottled water. Popcorn will be made on site and the company plans to add delivery options. So it's a, a candy store. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah, four with types of candy. <laughs> what? Right. Raisin what have they done? M&M's. Right. <laughs> They were like, what makes money at our at our theater? I guess the food. Let's yeah. let's expand on that. It's like, well, it makes money out of necessity because what else is yeah. there to do? Or it's like the stoned people like me who's like, fuck, I should have ate before I came here. And I have to eat three fucking $17 <laughs> mini pizzas to even get my hunger to cease <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Some fucking nachos. Are they going to have squeezy fucking 7-Eleven nachos too? I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you want a nacho <laughs> cup with that? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess I do do that with my popcorn. I did. So you've there, so. decided to become a Seven uh, Eleven without most of the stuff, but with popcorn, <laughs> without booze or yeah. cigarettes. Instead or of booze tickets. and cigarettes, we have popcorn. <laughs> They'll add that eventually. And the popcorn's fucking stale by the end of the movie. Like it, it doesn't right. last. It, I mean, initially, this sounded like something I might do, like in the height of my lockdown isolation, where I yeah. yearned for something I right. could not make myself, and it gave me some memory of the before times. Yeah, like a movie theater popcorn. Yeah, right. and I'm like, oh shit, right? This, like, even though I'm not eating it because it's delicious, I'm like, this is kind of fun. 
But things are very different now. And I just don't understand there. I don't think there's that kind of appeal. If I go to buy popcorn, I'm buying the flavored shit. I'm not buying. I never buy plain like mo- even movie theater styled popcorn in a bag. I'm always getting that cheesy popcorn or fucking kettle corn or car- caramel corn or something like that. And the delivery option, what you want a tepid bucket of yeah. fucking popcorn? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do give what? me fucking deliver fries on delivery too? We we Ugh. deliver fries. <laughs> That's why you gotta get popcorn the air fryer. Right. Yeah. And ice yeah. cream cakes. Air fryer, dude. And ice cream cakes. Like, oh, great. <laughs> okay. You're gonna love yeah, milkshakes, uh, fries <laughs> and popcorn from seven hours ago. Yeah, I bet they saw good numbers when they were like just their concession stands were open for a little bit during the pandemic and people were like going there to feel alive again. But <laughs> they, I think they're just making the same mistake like we all did with Tiger King, where it mm-hmm. was where now we have a memory where Tiger King was like a great show. It was fun. Right. But like, you know, like I, I just think that they are assuming that things are still the way they used to be and they just they just right. aren't. And you're like, yeah. oh, honey, honey, no. This was never oh. about you and yeah. your popcorn. This is about how sad I was. Yes. And I, it was kind of fun to fill up a garbage bag full of popcorn for five bucks. Yeah. Watch Tiger King. But yeah, I, it, it doesn't track like with, I get that obviously this is all part of making up for lost revenue because of the, the pandemic. But to me, like the smarter ways to diversify was like when they were talking about having like concert coverage or sporting events where people normally will sit down and stare at a thing as right. a way to like uh, get more people in there rather than being like, hey, you know what people love is making a really terrible flavored fucking Coca-Cola in the middle of their shopping and popcorn. I bet you can't even fucking butter yourself. I mean, what? I am like a buttered movie popcorn and coke freestyle machine queen i do love those things and even i'm like i I, i'll still go i'm not gonna just go to a store and get those that that is only something i will allow myself at a at a movie theater right i mean is can't do any of you just snack on popcorn or you are are most people like in the only in the context there's one particular type i like okay there's two number one garrett's popcorn oh yeah 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 yeah, Chicago style, anytime, yeah. day or night. I'm here for it. I love a Christmas tin. Yeah. Yes, that With is all the, the colors, the violent, like the green one. Too. I will I mean, eat like, my yes. fucking weight in Christmas tin popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> just... It's not good, but it's in a giant tin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when we first got one of those. I was like, what? What angel dropped these off? That I'll fuck with. And then I fuck with this one popcorn that is the Buddha popcorn that's like, Coconut oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that stuff's not bad. That shit's with good. The, like, it's like a nice little... salt thing. Yeah, it's like salt, but kind of sweet with the coconut oh. oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But see, do you ever buy movie? Th- oh, the other thing that they're doing is they're going to fucking also make microwavable AMC popcorn. I'm like, you fucking Don't they idiot. have that? Right. I feel like they already they have, have that. Where they have something style. that is that in my brain. Even Hot if, Secret does yeah. that shit. Yeah. But it's like, we still haven't figured out how to do that right. Even right. in a microwave. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, microwave popcorn gives you popcorn lung. Then you can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Same with vapes, everybody. Look out. Yeah. Y'all gonna have popcorn lung. You know what I've, I've started doing that is fun? Is mm. making it stovetop with oil myself. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does. And then Do I'll you, add but, coconut oil. And then I'll add like other different flavors just to wait, make can, it exciting. A little bit of spice. 
Uh, Jay Z, you sound fun. like you are you're heavy in the popcorn game. What started as a casual, you're slowly revealing yourself. Game. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy this shit here and there. You're I like, love no, popcorn. Then I do my own. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not like this. Not like this. Is my secret shame is I just love popcorn. Popcorn <laughs> like, is fucking fuck, great. Me. Yeah, and again, I like the flavor stuff, but AMC, you got to do better. And I'm sure, look, they like they said they'll have flavored popcorn too, but I just don't. I don't know. Maybe they're seeing something with like kids that like maybe if you're dragging kids through a mall, like suddenly they're going to want it because it reminds them of the movie theater. But I mean, if they can succeed on this, hell yeah. Like I want movie theaters to stay in business. So if they can fucking make money off of this, great. Like as long as it as long as it doesn't replace your movie theater business. Well, that (laughs) earnings call, it'll matter to like what, like the four million individual stockholders that hold AMC stock. Yeah. (laughs) be an interesting call all right real quick we do have to go back to texas because there is a showdown happening between big bird and because he tweeted that he got the vaccine and that fucking enraged ted cruz who oh my god is like that is government propaganda for your five-year-old that fucking salamander Jeez. yeah <laughs> oh that's propaganda for your five-year-old not fucking paw patrol right Fox contributor called it twisted. Newsmax called it evil on the same weekend that we learned that Newsmax itself has a vaccine mandate. But it's just, first of all, it's not even like Ted Cruz's top 50 lowest moments, but it's just ridiculous because Sesame Street has consistently been reinforcing public health messaging throughout the pandemic. There's one where Elmo's dad gets vaccinated and like Sesame Street was even doing this, like, trying to get to the grown-ups through their children who haven't, like, had the humanity just fucking sandblasted out of them yet. And so they're just, like, (laughs) it's Elmo's dad getting it and, like, Elmo being, like, good good call, dad. (laughs) Whoa, I didn't even realize Elmo had a dad like that. Yeah. He's, like, (laughs) a... Elmo was a fully grown adult. Yeah, Elmo, he... I, it's hard to know where, yeah. His Elmo's dad looks like, like three or four, and Big Bird is like five or six, I think. His dad Wait, Big Bird's like a, a child? Oh, yeah. 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 Apparently. But he's so big. I know. That's what's, that's what's so terrifying about him. <laughs> yeah. How old is that, Oscar the Grouch? I think he's, he could be in late, his 30s. Late, yeah. I like think 45. he's like late 60s, probably. <laughs> But Elmo's dad looks like a guitar tech for like fish. He does. He that is his character is like he yeah. like is something in the music industry, like like a backup musician or something. Because his like soul patch and shit. I'm like, it's weird to see like, and that's Elmo's photo. dad. This oh, guy. Wow. Honestly, doesn't look like someone who would get vaccinated, to be honest. <laughs> right. But right. This guy looks he looks like this racist. <laughs> I was doing wine tasting. And he looks like the racist owner of a wine company that when I was like, I'm a comedian, he goes, like, immediately said the N-word, like, immediately. Oh, my. <laughs> like, reflexively? Like, oh, you're a comic. You can't say anything anymore. Back when I was a kid, we used to, we called everybody by their racial slurs. And then wow. proceeded to tell me. And he what looks those were. exactly cool. like this guy. Wow. Interesting. And he's like, and also, uh, this cab sob is going to pair with a lot of different things. Uh, <laughs> I know. What, that's that. like not what I associate <laughs> with wine. 
But it is like a very boomer thing is wine and He's like, oh, you're Jewish, fun. huh? How does this compare to Manischewitz? <laughs> like, whoa, no, I'm in the wrong. I, I was doing shows all weekend in Fort Worth, and I one of my jokes is I say I'm a liberal Jew, and I kept getting booed. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, which part are you guys booing? To clarify what part you're booing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the liberal part. I'm yeah. like, is it? There's a tiny boo for the Jew part. I don't know. Let me, let me, let me, yeah, let me poll the audience real quick. How many <laughs> booed for the liberal part? <laughs> all right, all right. Now, how many, poo, how many booed because I'm Jewish? Okay. But this is like Sesame Street's whole thing. Like last year, they were teaching hand washing and like wearing a mask when kids were going back to school. Pre-COVID, Sesame Street was promoting vaccinations like back in 1972. Like there's a viral video that went viral over the weekend in response to Ted Cruz with Big Brick getting a measles vaccine yeah. in 1972. And yeah. Elmo like, don't get smallpox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But this is Elmo can now go to public school. (laughs) (laughs) Elmo loves Zoom learning. Elmo goes to a Waldorf school. What are they teaching in there, Elmo? (laughs) Friggin' CTR. But it's funny because Uh, anti-vaxxers like keep coming at Sesame Street. Like this has been like their white whale where they're like really pissed at Sesame Street. Like in 2015, almost starting a PSA with the U.S. Surgeon General extolling the benefits of vaccines and was attacked by the the National Vaccine Information Center, which that is the nightmare reality we live in, where the National Vaccine Information Center is an anti-vaccination, anti-scientific organization that's basically trying to kill people. Inform people. Yes. But there's there's also this 2009 article about a PSA in which Elmo talks about preventing swine flu through hand washing and sneeze guarding with no mention of vaccines whatsoever. And people were claiming that like big pharma was out to brainwash Americans children with vaccines. The the comment. Elmo will be turned into a status quo neocon working for big pharma by the same powers that did the same brainwashing of most of our recent presidents. <laughs> Elmo Wait. will be the next Orwellian big brother to our children. You'll be in the kitchen doing dishes while Junior is glued to the tube watching Elmo and slowly being brainwashed. The vaccines Junior is getting is helping him on his way to becoming one of them. Soon you won't recognize him and he will and it keeps going. Yeah, because he's grown up because he's yeah. Soon he's like, yeah. He's he'll so... have a fucking beard and <laughs> my parents are ignorant pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually one of my one of my favorite tweets. I have a couple of tweets I wanted to read, but one of them has to do with bad vaccine advice. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath for that one. It's what I mean, what are they? uh, It's the anger, right? Like for that one, especially they're not saying vaccine, but it's like the idea that they're trying to get young people in touch with just general health tips. Yeah, they didn't say vaccine in the PSA. And yet this person had this like just violent anti-vax response. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because I know, you know, there's some people and I know some anti-vax people in my life and one of them. I'm some seem to be like motivated by like this belief that it's like autism, like the root, like the thing that will happen is autism. Like that's the, the, the vaccine injury and as they as they even like look at their own children. And I wonder how many people are just constantly powered by like that anger that they feel that a vaccine may have 
like their child is, is neurodivergent because of a vaccine or they hate a doctor from back when they were a kid. Like I'm it's it's hard for me to sometimes wrap my head around what exactly powers them to even see like hand washing. No! <laughs> like where the like what the fuck? Yeah. Where's that energy coming from? Or is it just sort of the anti academic sort of you I know perspective? It's the anti elite vibe. Yeah. Right. Right. It's that the what is it? The um uh, I don't even want to say because I'm like my history's I don't know my history's not very good about communist Russia, but you know the elite are the enemy and but it's right, in a weird but it's downfall. in a weird twisted way where you're like um, doctors and scientists are not the elite they're just right they're people and then yeah. your billionaire elite class are right. not heroes that are coming to save you. Right. Which is odd because they're the ones funding all like the madness over critical race theory right now and trying to have like this discussion of like ripping out things in libraries that could that's might not inform even, someone. Like cr- what critical race theory? That's not even it. It's critical race theory. It's just like laws are made to th- with race uh, like inside them that we don't even know. Like it's. You know, like voting laws are critical as part whoa, of critical whoa, race theory, but it's Antifa like now? they don't get it. They're just like they think critical race theory is a teacher being like, "White people are the devil." Right. Good it's day. All these, yeah, it's all these fake news stories about. Yeah, like, let's then they separated the white third right. graders from the black third graders, and the black third graders got to yell insults at the white ones. Like that, I feel like that's where it's it's happening on Facebook, basically. Yeah. But it's just amazing, like, how inevitable this was that they were already, like, venting anti-vax views on Sesame Street before Sesame Street even advocated for vaccines. Like, right. that, it's just, yeah, it's inevitable. Is it there, and, yeah. Is it the white whale? Because no matter how much they scream, kids still fucking love Sesame Street. Like, they're like, man, I don't know how my kid keeps intersecting with this Henson you can't crap. cancel Sesame Street. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Where they're trying so hard, but it's like also because there is something like, I feel like every kid, I don't know a kid who's like, I fucking hate Sesame Street. Like, yeah. It's, well, like it's seven, just like a part seven of your, year olds are like, that's when well, right. they feel like they're too old and too cool. But but I'm saying when you're when you're up in it, you know, like a preschooler, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. they will flip the fuck out for Sesame Street. Yeah. And, I mean, a 10 year old's not like. Elmo's a fascist. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, with these kids now, they're like, dude, I, I'd be worried about days? Elmo's dad. Right. <laughs> Keep an eye on that guy, dude. What's his uh, substack look like? My uh, my little sister's being homeschooled by my dad right now, and he's a very right-wing guy. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is trouble. <laughs> oh, like what version? Yeah, the perspective. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, no, he's teaching American history. Oh, no. But what was it? I mean, growing up in a house like that, were you at what age did you begin to feel like your worldview was diverging from whatever the norm was in your house? Well, I was always an artist, so I was always like, you know, interested in art. And so I think already having that view of, you know, counterculture. Yeah. Yeah. Like at 16, I went to an arts high school. Right. So and I was a goth kid and I was like always little alternative. So. I already had those ideas mm. and then going to art school and then art college really like expanded my mind on that. Mm-hmm. But also 15 years ago, this wasn't a, a thing. Like my parents were Republicans, but right. it wasn't crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. yeah. It was just like, we like low taxes. And George Bush seems like a cool guy to have a beer with. Yeah, yeah, right. pretty much. And they uh, were like, like we got to go, Jenny. JFK is he's going to appear. At, you know, yeah. The and you know, what? they also they would watch The Daily Show mm-hmm. and they would think it was funny. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't Fully, as right. as so polar now. Right. So and where there's just literally different worlds that exist because of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's why there's a there was like this uh sort of expert on weapons and gun violence in the U.S. was like ringing the alarm. It's like the number of guns that are being bought plus this like hyper polarized world. They're like, this is the worst equation I've ever seen in my life. Right. And is like really trying to be like, we need to come to grips with what's happening here, because like as much as you just think, oh, yeah, it's like whatever, whatever. It's like the seeds are being planted for something awful with just like. With people's media diets, the way politicians are normalizing violence as a way to act out their goals and things like that. They're like, it's a very slippery path. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope we can pivot to something, but it's I don't think difficult we will. to know what <laughs> no, that's going to be. Honestly, Unless JFK, Dave finally, Chappelle, yeah. Prince, uh, and many others come together to heal our country. I mean, look, if Prince came back from the dead, I'd be cool with it. Right. I think we'd have to all get on the same page if if Prince came back from the dead. Yeah. But what if you Prince know? was QAnon? What if Prince right. came back <laughs> and was QAnon? <laughs> just like, amazing. oh, no, Prince, please. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, uh, it's been such a pleasure, as always, having you. you. Where can people find you and follow you? So, um, huge thing is on uh, Sunday, November 14th, I'll be shooting my one-hour special in New York City at Littlefields. Nice. And um, tickets are free. They're at 6.30 and 9 p.m. Um, I'm running my new one hour. Damn. It's called Gen Z. Hey. hey. It's basically about being in your 30s and as a millennial and, you know, every, like, time just totally passed us by. Our our time to thrive is gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And now oh, it's Gen no. Z. It's Gen <laughs> Z and it's boomers. Like, millennials are just like. You're like, can we have our 3% of the wealth, please? <laughs> yeah, so it's about that. It's also, you know, just fun. So come to that show. If you're in Boston on the 11th, I'll be performing at the Comedy Studio. You can find me at Jenny Zagrino on everything except on TikTok, where I got banned um, for calling anti-maskers stupid or talking about my OnlyFans. That was either one of those reasons. <laughs> and so I, I'm Jenny Zagrino comedy on that one. Yeah, uh, pivoted. And is there a tweet or two that you've been enjoying? Yes. So there's a whole account that I really enjoy. It is called Bad Medical Takes. Do you guys know this one? <laughs> no. Oh, you don't know this one? Oh, it's oh, I'm so going good. Right now, bad. I have to read you guys a couple of these because they're so good. This is a, uh, a guy named Jeff said this one. And he said, I do rely on my healthy immune system. I don't wear masks. And I played in a creek with raw sewage as a child. <laughs> I wash my hands sometimes. I realize that hand sanitizer and constant masks over time fail our immune system. I trust my immune system more than the CDC. And so I thought that was a real... (laughs) (laughs) The raw sewage part. Can't argue with that. Right. And that's like a real fun way for that person to be like, how the fuck did I get through that then? Yeah. Not my immune system. I was playing with shit, folks. (laughs) Not mine even. Right. Here's a, here's another bad medical take. Let's see. This is from a woman, woman named Free Spirit. 
<laughs> Why did the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 peter out after two years, but COVID is still going strong two years in? In 1918, they didn't have TV or internet. They didn't have Zoom school and Amazon. They didn't have smartphones. And most of all, they didn't have the PCR test. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, my. That's... Man, I need to put that one on uh, black. Well, they didn't have PCR tests then. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Thank you. I just, there's so many good ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's the only level of like right? blaming the messenger uh, that is represented in that take that like PCR tests are the bad, are the bad guy. Right. Here yes. Because they're tell the thing you that tells you you have COVID. Them <laughs> and the doctors. Yep. yep. Here's a, here's a non COVID one. That's a good one. You can smoke cigarettes all of your life and never get cancer. Why is that? Smoking debilitates your system from pollution, but it's not the cause of cancer. Lung cancer is caused by a fear of death. You need to study German new medicine for the answer. Oh, wow. Hey, man, I've been saying it forever. I've been saying that for a long time. German new medicine, man. That German new metal. German new medicine. Look, if (laughs) disease is caused by fear of disease. By fear of death. Yeah. Also, I mean, that's, that's an like entire religion, I think. That's also someone who has a terrible fear of death who's trying to convince themselves right, right. if they can just get over that hump of the fear of death and they'll live forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's everything. I also really love um right wing cope is another one I love. Oh yeah, right wing cope was great. That's yeah, because that one took off right after January sixth, I remember. Mm. And it, oh, yeah. or no, it was right after the election, right? Because everyone was like, But how did it all go blue to in suddenly? You know, like because numbers, because voting. Yeah. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, uh, the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra, where we talk 90 Day Fiance in our own very unique way. Mm. So this is a tweet from somebody, Auntie, at so-called Shauna, tweeted, I was so drunk yesterday, I pulled a young man over to the side who was trying to fight, and I had a talk with him. I said, young man, we are here to have fun. Don't ruin our good time with that foolishness. He said, yes, ma'am. And at that moment, I knew I had turned 50. <laughs> um, and this other one is from uh, at Astroblog tweeted, I was riding alone at a bar and this guy comes up to me, stops at a respectful distance and says, just wanted to check on a scale of one to 10. How open are you to talking to a drunk stranger? I'm waiting for <laughs> friends, but I can totally just leave you alone. A plus immaculate vibes. Wow. That person fucking rolls. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Zach Zimmerman tweeted, in Boston, Wicked the Musical is called Very. (laughs) TJ Chambers (laughs) tweeted, you're allowed to call anything country music's biggest night. Like, literally no one checks. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Let's do... Okay, look. I've, I've been on my bike listening to that drum and bass. I found this really interesting uh, cover of Redbone by Childish Gambino, but it's like so electric. It feels like it's like almost a parody of the song, but it's 
it, it vibes with me on my bicycle when I'm just flying through the streets. So this is called If You Want It, because If You Want It by Wilkinson. So check this out. This is If You Want It by Wilkinson. Don't know if, you know, this is an official cover or what. I don't want to get involved in that part, but you're going to like it. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. Yep. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.